Hey friends, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast, as implied by its title, is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout season two of the Preacher's Devo podcast, I will offer you an analysis of 40 of the top Christian hymns of all times. The composition of these hymns range from the 1700s to modern day time. Much of the information that is shared on this podcast is found from hymnary.org. Today's hymn is titled, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing, a very well-known hymn among Christian circles. This hymn contains three different verses, which I like to read to you right now. Verse 1, Come thy fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. And the third and final verse. O to grace how great a debtor, daily I am constrained to be. Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter, buy my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. What beautiful words. Now, before we analyze these words, let me provide you with a little bit of background on this hymn. The writer of the hymn, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing, is Robert Robinson. He was an English dissenter, and he also was a scholar of the antiquity of the history of Christian baptism. He authored Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing at the age of 22 after converting to Methodism. He was born of a lowly family, but his uncle, a farmer, sponsored him to go to school in Scarning, where he studied under Reverend Joseph Brett. He pursued a lot of studies of scriptures and Christian authors and also was convinced of the inefficacy of infant baptism and compared it to the baptism of believing adults. One interesting fact about him is that he came to faith after hearing George Whitfield preach. Whitfield at that time was preaching on the text of Matthew chapter 3 verse 7, and in the sermon he pointed out the wrath to come which haunted Robinson, and therefore he gave his life to Christ. Eventually his journey led him to become an avid scholar and eventually a pastor. He lived from 1735 until 1790. One interesting fact about the hymn, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing, is that today it is translated into Chinese, English, French, German, Korean, Spanish, and Welsh. Now let's examine this hymn together. The first verse begins with the words, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. Now the idea of fountain is one that runs throughout Scripture. Jesus referred to himself as a living water, and throughout Scripture we have references to fountains of water, rivers that flow, and rivers that are filled with blessings, so to speak. 
For instance, Zechariah 13 verse 1 says, On that day a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and from impurity. Further, Isaiah 55 verses 1 and 2 says, O everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk. And here, notwithstanding, the references in Revelation, Revelation chapter 21, verse 6 says, Then he said to me, It is done, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. And then in Revelation 22, 1, it says, The angel showed me the river of the water of life. So there's this imagery of rivers. In other words, the imagery of water relates to life. Hence why Robinson continues and says, Tune my heart to sing thy grace, strings of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. There is a desire here for one's heart to be tuned with God's grace, with His mercy, and that then becoming the outflow of worship. Now, the second part of this first verse says, Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Now, this reference, of course, refers a little bit to the Holy Spirit and the flaming tongues from above at Pentecost. And then the mount that I'm fixed upon it, as it says here, the mount of God's redeeming love, points to not only Mount Zion, where God will be praised from people from every tribe, tongue, and nations and peoples, but Mount Calvary, where Jesus was crucified. It is on Mount Calvary that God's redeeming love is most displayed. Now, verse 2 begins with the words, Here I find my greatest treasure. Hither by thy help I've come. Or some translation says, I'm come. But what is a treasure he's referring to here? Well, the treasure is found in the next line. It says, And I hope that by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home. Which home? Well, this, of course, is referring to our heavenly home. He says, Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God. Well, two things are important to note here. First is the recognition that we are all strangers on earth. And second, that we wander from God because of our sin. And it is only by the mercy of God that we are able to safely arrive at home, the heavenly home that God designed for us. On the last part of this verse 2, the imagery of the parable of the lost sheep is evoked. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, Jesus tells the parable of a lost sheep, where a shepherd goes looking for one sheep, leaving 91 behind. The parable of the lost sheep speaks of God's tremendous love for the lost. Now, that is why the hymn begins, or excuse me, ends with, he to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. Well, though we were wandering from the fold of God, God yet through his love and the blood of Jesus has saved us and redeemed us from our lostness. Which leads to the next verse, which says, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I am constrained to be. Well, this grace is the grace that was extended to those of us who were lost and now have become debtors to the grace of God. Not in a negative way, in a negative sense, but that we now recognize that everything we have that is good comes from God. And it is of this goodness that the next sentence speaks about. And it says this, Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. 
There is a longing for God's goodness over our lives, a longing that we all need. It is for the goodness of God over us. Now, the word fetter is another word for chain. It is as if we are asking the Lord to chain us to himself, to never let us go, to shackle us to his goodness so that our wandering heart may not wander away from him. What we know is that our flesh stands in opposition to God, therefore we wander. Paul refers to this, and I believe that this hymn evokes Romans chapter 7. There he says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a flesh sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Not if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. In other words, prone to wonder. Wonder, in other words, leave the God I love, as Robinson puts it. That is our reality, folks. But there is hope for us. And it begins with us simply humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying and believing in the last two phrases of this hymn given to us by Robinson. And I hope that this will be your prayer today. It says, Here's my heart. Oh, Lord, take it and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Well, folks, that's it for our analysis of Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. And before I let you go, let me offer you a Greek and Hebrew word of the day. Since the hymn speaks of God's blessing, let me offer you the Hebrew word for blessing and the Greek word for blessing. The first time this word appears in the Bible is in the Abrahamic blessing of Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. And the word is beracha, beracha. And in the Greek, the word blessing is the word eulageo, eulageo. Well, I hope that you indeed have been blessed by this podcast and that now you will take time and be blessed by this rendition of Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.
Seal it for that once a 